It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. After listening to today's Locked On Washington football team podcast, listen to the Peacock and Williamson podcast. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game team and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're Locked On the Washington football team with the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm David Harrison. He's Chris Russell. We are your hosts of today's show. If you haven't already, please subscribe or follow the podcast, leave a rating, leave a review, help other fans of the Washington football team find the show just like you did when Chris and I are not here at the podcast. You can find Chris over at the Team 980, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday with his co-host there, Pete Medhurst. Also find that show on the Odyssey app. Find this show on the Odyssey app as well. In writing, you can find Chris covering the Washington football team for SI.com on Twitter at WrestleMania621. You can find me at DHarrison82 and find the show at Locked WFT Pod. Chris, wrapping up the week here. It's been a long week for everybody, a long week for all of us. But it's been a very exciting week as football is finally getting back and we have a little bit more normalcy. There's people at training camp, there's cameras, there's reporters. So we're not all the way there, but we're better off than we were last year. And Tim Settle has returned to the active roster as well, starting off uh, the, the training camp without being able to play. But also we have some news with some players, some some significant players and names heading to the reserve COVID-19 list as well. So, you know, we're going to see a lot of this almost every day, if not every day. And we talked about some of these names already. Uh, but let's let's just kind of paint the picture, right? You mentioned Settle, uh, who, again, uh, I'll keep pointing out, maybe I'm wrong, <clears throat> is my breakout player my my uh, what did we what did we talk about Bre- right breakout player right or or yeah i was breakout player for right the okay so I, maybe i'm wrong on that but i, I think he's going to be better than you know the national media certainly I, I don't think the national media knows anything about tim settle I, I think he'll have an impact so we, we we mentioned the other day uh that he was on the reserve uh pup list uh, I'm sorry, on the active pup list. So he was activated, um, you know, once he passes his physical and whatever. Um, so that's a good sign that it wasn't anything major. As far as Curtis Samuel, this is a weird one because on Tuesday, David, uh, after the transaction wire crossed at four o'clock Eastern time, Tom Pellicero of NFL Network reported that Curtis Samuel had been put on the COVID list. And the Washington football team, again, as we ran down on on, uh, two episodes ago, uh, made a bunch of roster moves, but they put him on the pup list. And then today they switched him Thursday to the COVID list. So I don't know if Pelissero knew something early and 
somehow, some way the WFT didn't or whatever. I don't know the exact situation there, but Pelissero, as it turns out, was actually right about Curtis Samuel just 48 hours before it actually happened. So for whatever that's worth, uh, I guess a credit to him. Matt Ioannidis and Chris Miller, I'm concerned about this one, David, because as we sit here, on Thursday night recording this. And, you know, we're obviously, you know, we'll update any news on, on the Twitter feed uh, at locked WFT pod on each of our individual uh, Twitter feeds and and all that. Maybe we'll have a, a, you know, a a locked on now or or depending on the news, but Matt Ioannidis and Chris Miller, who also, as you mentioned, went on the reserve COVID-19 list, they both practiced on Thursday morning. They both practiced on Thursday morning. And there's a, decent chance. I don't know for sure that one or both may have been in the locker room. So we're going to have to wait until the smoke clears to make sure that this isn't anybody else. In addition to Curtis Samuel, Matt Ioannidis and Chris Miller, that's bad enough to make sure that it didn't hit an entire position group or 10 or 12 Mm -hmm. players, Um, different sport, but just the same. The Nationals, the Washington Nationals, had one player test positive, Trey Turner. The next thing you know, less than 24 hours later, a game is canceled, and 12 people have tested positive, including half of their coaching staff uh, and four other players. So this stuff spreads like wildfire, as we keep saying. And I don't want to be irresponsible, but again, if Matt Ioannidis and Chris Miller or Curtis Samuel, for that matter, were in the locker room, uh, in closed quarters, uh, deemed as and 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 deemed as having close contact with others, uh, they could have transmitted the disease. They could have caught the disease. Who knows how it happened? I, I don't want to speculate, but I mean, others could have it and you could see, I don't know, another three, four, five, six, seven, eight, who knows how many guys wiped out because of this, at least temporarily out of practice. So it's a scary situation as we keep talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, listen, it's, it's early in the process, early in the training camp session. So, I mean, if it's going to happen, I guess this would be the time for it to happen and have the best you know opportunity for success. But the Hall of Fame game uh, is right around the corner and then the rest of the NFL is going to join in on the preseason action after that. So, I mean, you know, uh, the NFL is not going to reschedule preseason games. And if you lose a preseason game and again, we're getting ahead of ourselves right now, but this is the first, you know, second, third order of effect that happens with these types of things. If you lose one of these three preseason games, that's that's pretty big. You know, we talked about last year with no preseason games. Some of these guys, you know, you look at a guy like Dax Milne. I mean, he needs the opportunities to go out there and show this team what he can do with full contact football going on. If he misses one game, you know, of, the, of those opportunities, you know, there, there's a whole litany of things that can happen. I don't want to get too far down the what if mm-hmm. hole. But, yeah, it's significant in that. Uh, it's not necessarily a storyline that's over. You know, when you when you put a guy on the on the pup list because you know they sprained their ankle or something before camp, so now they can't come in and play uh, stuff like that. It's it's kind of a done deal. It's okay. This is the injury. Here's how long it's probably going to last for. Then they'll be back. Moving on. This is not one of those things. This is one of those things that can, like you uh, demonstrate with the Nationals there, can potentially snowball. So something we'll have to keep an eye on. But, Chris, there are some other things happening at training camp. Uh, this is going to be the biggest you know, news, obviously, just because, I mean, the guys aren't even hitting each other. They're not even wearing full uniforms yet. But what did you see uh, further on in training camp as you were observing there? Uh, yeah. So, you know, um, and, and I'm going to be going back again on Saturday. Um, so we'll have all that stuff for you uh, early next week. But you know, um, a couple of things that, you know, are, are kind of noticeable through the first two days. And that is, um, 
you know, number one, Terry McLaurin's going to get a real good run and a real good work and a real good test load against uh, William Jackson III. You shouldn't be surprised by that. Ryan Fitzpatrick, and I think we talked about this last night, but I can't remember. Adam Humphreys, they continue to be, um, you know, have that chemistry that we all expected. You know that from Tampa. Uh, Ryan was very instrumental in bringing Adam Humphreys here. Uh, so that's one thing. Uh, one thing I think we forgot to talk about uh, after Wednesday's first practice, David, was Landon Collins. He was in the starting lineup as one of the starting safeties. And quite honestly, nobody expected that. I think Landon expected it, but nobody else expected it. And I don't even think coaches were necessarily expecting it. So <laughs> at least as of right now, you got to A, give him credit for bouncing back from, you know, a mid to late October Achilles tendon blown surgery. Uh, and here he is, first day, first two days of camp starting. And quite honestly, I thought he looked pretty spry. Now, I mean, it's impossible to really tell until you put the pads on, until you get game speed, all of that stuff. But I got to be honest with you, I was surprised. And one thing I know we mentioned uh, last night was Chase Young blew into the backfield. Sam Cosme didn't even touch him. Uh, talked to a couple of people on Thursday. Sam Cosme has really struggled through the first two games, uh, through the first two days. Yeah, that's not what you want to hear for uh... – any player, but then especially an offensive lineman, especially, I mean, it's a second round pick. And we talked about that during the offseason. So, uh, you know, there's still, there's still time for Sam to, to, to write the ship and everything like that. But like we mentioned, if, if he had, if he didn't have flaws to work on, he wouldn't have been a second round draft pick. But still, second round draft pick, right. you expect him to, to maybe not struggle just as much as he kind of appears to be. But again, I mean, Chase Young is, is, is supreme talent. So we'll see. There, there's still a long road ahead of him. So, uh, nobody needs to to label him a second round bust quite yet, but yeah, definitely not what you want to hear this early in the process. Absolutely not. Cornelius Lucas on uh, the COVID list as well. So clearly they would like to get him back at some point. All right. Celebrate your freedom of choice. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors that there's literally something for everyone when you talk to a Built Bar fan? They're definitely passionate about their favorites. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you are missing out, my friends. Coconut, Cherry Barcia, Raspberry, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate. Um, you got the peanut butter chocolate, which is my favorite. Salted Caramel, Strawberry, Orange, Cookies and Cream, Sherman Chocolate. Yeah, I just told you my favorite. David, as always, Mint uh, Brownie. And, um, you know, listen, we, we like other flavors, too. Uh, I've told you about the birthday cake with sprinkles one. That's a little white chocolate with the birthday cake sprinkles. Uh, I got a box of the bites. They're delish. You can get it all uh, with our friends at Built Bar. That's right. Not only are Built Bars great tasting, good meal replacements, great workout, post-workout treats, what have you, dessert. They're low in carbs. They're low in sugar, low in calories, high in proteins, and they are delish. Get a grasshopper cookie one for crying out loud. You'll love that too. That's right. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team, right? We all know what's going on right now over in Tokyo. Support Team USA. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, we welcome you back right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm Chris Russell along with David Harrison. You can follow David, of course, at dharrison82, me at WrestleMania621, uh, and as well the show Locked WFT Pod. Uh, as well, we try and post all the episodes on Facebook and uh, all sorts of different fan groups. So if you're a part uh, of those for the Washington football team, David, um, Annie Agar is somebody who has uh, developed quite the, um, I, I guess the, uh, <laughs> quite the platform of late. And I know she was at Pebble Beach recently. And uh, she happened to catch up with head coach Ron Rivera for what made for, you know, a funny little a couple of video vignettes that I think we all saw. Uh, and Ron kind of let it slip that one of his favorites uh, that he liked was Red Wolves. Now, he seemed to kind of indicate that it was something that was no longer in consideration, but we're not exactly sure. How did you kind of react to that and what Ron spl uh, let split? Yeah, it's it's it was a little disheartening. I mean, I was excited because anytime that Ron Rivera and I agree on accident, I think, you know, that kind of it's it's like another star, like a gold star on a report for me that I get to put up on my refrigerator says that Ron Rivera <laughs> are, and I are on, you know, on the same wavelength mentally. But like you said, I mean, you know, the, these types of processes, you know, are, are very secretive for a reason. And the franchise has been, you know, very secure about the kind of what, which direction they're going, what they're considering. I mean, we haven't even seen like leaks of logo mock-ups and stuff like that come out. And, you know, that's one of the hardest things sometimes to really prevent as, as a professional organization. So for Ron Rivera to so willingly say that, you know, and, and that's kind of like the wording, and this isn't a direct quote, but if I remember correctly, he's like, I thought Red Wolves was really cool. And again, you use that word thought means you're not thinking it's cool. And, and maybe I, I read, you know, maybe, like I said, that's not a direct quote, but it did. It kind of had the twinge of past tense. And then at the same time, it's like, man, the head coach, would he really drop the team name this far out from mm -hmm. it? If it was in serious contention, would he drop that name? Um, you know, I mean, listen, you know, guys get caught up in the moment sometimes and, you know, he was driving and talking and they're laughing, having a good time. And maybe, maybe the, you know, maybe there was kind of like a fatherly type of instinct going on there with Annie being a little bit younger. And maybe it's, it's not, maybe it's actually a, a revealing of, of something could, that could be happening. Uh, but typically that kind of means that it's, it's probably off the table. And again, we can't say definitively, but that's, that's exactly my, my heart kind of sunk because I, I really I really like Red Wolves, so I was really kind of hoping that would be it. But you know, it's not over until you know the logo is revealed. So until we know what we until right. we know for sure, it's not definitive. But yeah, I, I when I heard and saw it for the first time, I kind of thought the same thing. I said, "Man, I don't think Coach would drop a name that was actually in contention." Yeah, I'll just add this quickly. Uh, a little birdie told me last week uh, that. You know, that was, um, you know, and it might still be, uh, I'm, I'm not ruling it out, but that was certainly under heavy consideration. However, there are some, um, as it was labeled to me, trademark issues 
with um, part of the name. I, again, I'll, I'll I'll be careful with what I want to say because um, you know I, I don't know if I have the the absolute authority to say, it, but but there was there were some issues with uh, with, with with part of the name Red Wolves uh, that extend further beyond what was known originally. So uh, I don't think, I don't think, I don't know for sure. I don't think it's going to be Red Wolves or Wolves. I, I Again, something could change, but I don't think it's going to be Red Wolves or Wolves, uh, which I know disappoints a lot of people. All right. Uh, also, speaking of the name, David, did you see this? We, of course, had the Cleveland Indians change their name to Cleveland Guardians, which they'll officially adopt at the end of this season. But there's already there's already different issues and challenges to the Cleveland Guardians name. I know a roller derby team in Cleveland uh, has, um, you know, has an issue with it. They were named the Cleveland Guardians. uh, And now. Uh, what what they're what, what what they're you know basically trying to do and and Jason Wright you know said like he's trying to um, you know as he called it gremlins uh, like like things that are unexpected that might pop up uh, this is a very complicated process and it's why you know when I've talked to Jason it's why this process is taking so long. They are really, really, really trying to turn over every stone. Yeah. And and it's smart to do so. I mean, for one, it's smart to look at people uh, and in this case, organizations that are in similar circumstances that you're in and kind of learn from their mistakes. Right. And, and then even if it goes well, you can learn from their successes. So, you know, first you have the the announcing of the name change happening, and a lot of fans were kind of upset, and there wasn't a whole lot of warning going on, so they're kind of, they kind of felt like left out of the process. And I think Washington has already kind of nipped that in the bud. I think they've been great, you know, in getting as much fan response and fan interaction as possible. I think you're never going to make everybody happy, of course, but I think that the fans at the end of this process can can sit there and feel like that the the organization actually did take their comments to heart. Doesn't mean they're going to listen to everything you have to say, but they did take your comments to heart, you know, and then like you said the roller derby thing and I kind of go back to when the WWE was the WWF, but then it turned out there was already a WWF, so they had to, you know, mm-hmm. eventually change their name and and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, again, it's just it's it's the forward thinking, you know, thought process that Jason Wright has and th- and that's why he's such a good leader for this team and a lot of people on the outside are like well yeah why wouldn't you do that but you would be surprised at how many people in some of these positions don't do that kind of thing and don't you know learn from their own mistakes necessarily let alone the mistakes of others and then again taking the the lessons that you can would take from them for the good parts the successful parts of it as well so i mean you know it's you know, when, when the Los Angeles Rams revealed their new logo and a lot of people, there was a lot of backlash. It showed every NFL organization out there considering a logo change, kind of what the public was going to think about certain features of parts of logos. When the Atlanta Falcons came out their new uniform, same thing. So, I mean, everything is a, is a potential lesson when you're running an organization. And it's, it's great to know that Jason Wright uh, is out there trying to glean as much as he can from another organization in a very similar situation. Yeah. And that's why this is, you know, part of the reason why this is taking so long, as we all knew, you know, again, it's a very complicated for life situation. Um, 
you know, and, and, and on top of that, again, there's just a lot of legalities and trademark and copyright uh, issues that you have to go through because you cannot choose a name, announce it, and then run into the kind of landmines that potentially, potentially the Cleveland Guardians are dealing with. David, as you know, we've talked about Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, a lot, obviously, and, and I think one of the things that Ryan Fitzpatrick brings uh, is not only leadership, but a good teammate and a aw shucks ability about him. And he kind of had a funny line and a funny exchange with the media. We were talking about how Sean Taylor was like one of the first uh, players to, to sack him. And he had like this vision and, uh, and all that. And I, you know, obviously Sean Taylor left us way too early, but you know, it's kind of this aw shucks mentality, uh, not goofy, but this kind of like, Hey, I still, I still have fun playing this game and I still can, you know, be a little boy playing a big man's game, even at 38, 39 Harvard, you know, yeah. all these years in the league. Um, that's Ryan Fitzpatrick in a nutshell to me. And I think that's going to help him here. Don't you? I mean, yeah. your experiences with him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's enough serious things, you know, enough serious items going around this franchise, you know, to have a quarterback that's coming in is going to be super intense or super serious all the time. You know what I mean? Uh, I think that would just be, you know, just one piece of seriousness a little bit too much. So the the, the approach that Ryan Fitzpatrick brings, uh, for one, is going to make all the new pieces of this team feel more comfortable as they get acclimated. You know, he's going to make mistakes on the field and He's the kind of guy that instead of, you know, cussing himself out or cussing out a receiver for running the wrong route, he's going to laugh about it and say, oh, well, we can't do that in a game, guys, or that's how we're all going to get fired. And he's just going to kind of keep it loose, you know, but he does it in a way that also inspires action towards getting better. So I think it's a great leadership uh, personality type for this team for what it is right now and what they need today. And so it was good to see Ryan. Uh, kind of exposing that part of him to the media. It's, he's already exposed it a little bit in the earlier, you know, Zoom conferences. But now, as we're getting in training camp, people kind of get to see like this is just who he is. Pads on, pads off. It doesn't matter. This is just kind of who he is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast, along with David Harrison. I'm Chris Russell. We'll come back and we'll tighten things up. Aaron Rodgers still in the news. Yeah, we'll have something on him. Uh, and a couple of uh, reminders for you as we move throughout training camp right here on LOWFT. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Wrapping up the week here at the Locked on Washington football team podcast, David Harrison and Chris Russell on Twitter at dharrison82 at russellmania621 and at LockedWFTPod. And, and like Chris mentioned, as we left for that last break there, Aaron Rodgers just just staying in the news, just living on ESPN uh, nowadays and every other channel and, and SI.com and, and Sports Illustration and listen, or Sports Publication. And listen, 
the latest news. I mean, ESPN published it 5.30 p.m. Eastern time shortly before we recorded this episode on Thursday, a reworked contract for the Green Bay Packers quarterback. And here's kind of the, the crib notes of what we know. Uh, and I put that in air quotes according to Adam Schefter. Nothing officially announced, so this is all you know subject to change potentially. But right now, from what they know, uh, Aaron Rodgers' contract now ends after the 2022 season, so next year instead of 2023, and it removes all forfeiture provisions. So basically the Green Bay Packers no longer have any mechanisms to take any of Aaron Rodgers' signing bonus money. So that's a pretty significant part of kind of making him happy and all that stuff. And for anybody out there who only follows Washington doesn't really know what this is all stemming from, obviously Aaron Rodgers had a very, very tumultuous relationship with the organization really over the last two or three years. But most recently, when he did report to training camp, commented very openly. If you haven't heard the clip, find it on Twitter. It's all over the place. Very candid, um, but very professional at the same time. Uh, talking about the relationship with the team, him wanting to be a recruiter and an advisor for the franchise, mentioning that nobody comes to Green Bay for the city. They come to Green Bay to play with Aaron Rodgers, which it sounds a little arrogant, but honestly, it's kind of true. Uh, wanting to lend his expertise and recruiting abilities again and bringing players in, who to retain, who not to retain, maybe who to draft, not feeling like he's part of the team plan in 2021 or even beyond. Obviously, Chris, he's now part of the plan for 2021, whether anybody likes it or not. I, I get the feeling that the team doesn't really want to do it. The player doesn't really want to do it. So they're both kind of saying, look, let's put up for with each other. You know, it's, it's like the kids are 17. Let's let's they're almost 18. Let's put up for, with each other for another mm -hmm. year and we'll go our separate ways. So 2021 is probably not going to happen, but should with, with all that we've seen now from Aaron Rodgers, should Washington football team be interested in making a move if it's next year? So we have Ryan Fitzpatrick this year, maybe next year, not 2021, should Aaron Rodgers be in the cards for Washington football team? Right. I, I definitely think they'll be interested. I definitely think they will peruse. I definitely think they will be one of the bidders, uh, assuming that things don't go absolutely great for Ryan Fitzpatrick this year. And maybe they do, maybe they don't. Maybe they win 12 games. Who knows? Um, I, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick can quell a lot of that by playing well and not turning the ball over. And again, by this team winning, you know, 11 games or whatever, or making, you know, winning at least a playoff game, that type of thing. As far as Aaron Rodgers goes, you know, David, what was interesting when this first came out, the way it was kind of being like immediately digested was that, you know, he was going to be free after this upcoming season, meaning, like you said, the 2022 offseason going into the 2022 season. But the way uh, the, the reports have all kind of worked is Green Bay is still going to have him under contract. So you still are going to have to pay, you know, presumably a fairly heavy price to get Aaron Rodgers. Now, maybe because they're, they would be desperate to get rid of him and not for, go through this shenanigan again, maybe that lowers the price, kind of like it did for an Antonio Brown. I don't know, but you know, there's a chance Aaron Rodgers stays beyond this year. There's also a chance that the Green Bay Packers play hardball. There's a chance that the Green Bay Packers, you know, only look for one first round pick and maybe a player as opposed to three first round picks and a starter or whatever the situation might be. So it's still going to be hairy. So I think Washington will definitely be interested, uh, or at least I'm projecting them to, but I still think it's going to be difficult to swallow what it's going to cost to get Aaron Rodgers. At least that's the way I see it, unless he completely tanks this year, which theoretically should lower his value. Yeah, absolutely. And I agree with you in the sense that if this team, if things go well, right, and, and the team makes the playoffs and they hopefully get a winner, maybe even two, and they become competitive, make it to the final four of the NFC, like I think they look like on paper, 
then you're going to be in a situation where you have a very good roster, a team that has now been together for a full season with this coaching staff for a full season, and you've got an aging quarterback who is is going to be on you know an expiring contract. Uh, and now you have the opportunity, like if if they're picking like 24, 25, 26, something like that, I'm fully okay. And I know this is going to contradict what I've been saying all offseason before the draft, especially package that first, maybe even package like two more thirds and, and try to get Aaron Rodgers to the nation's capital. Because if you were in the final four without Aaron Rodgers, imagine what you can do with Aaron Rodgers, the contract situation. He'll make the money work if he's coming to a team that's competitive and all that stuff. He'll make the money work. And yeah, the reports are that, you know, he's going to kind of have some control over what happens after this season. And I think that's why you see that 2022 year still left on this reworked contract is because basically it's put up or shut up time. Either the Green Bay Packers are going to do things, and they kind of started already by bringing back Randall Cobb, but they're either going to do things to show Aaron that we're committed to giving you help as one of the best quarterbacks we've ever had and also getting that help through your influence or we're not going to and we're just going to ship you out for as much as we get back which is another thing he mentioned in his press conference is if you're done with me be done with me let me go somewhere else and contribute that's fine but make a decision it's it's kind of time to do something or get off the pot is is how i'm going to put it so i think that's what we see here is the packers now have the opportunity to either commit to aaron Rodgers and say we're all in trying to get another ring before aaron retires or you know what? We're not all in with you, Aaron. Have a good rest of your career. We're going to get as much capital for you as we can. And look for Washington again. If if you're in the 20s, if you're in the mid 20s and in draft range, you send that first. You send two thirds. Honestly, maybe even you send the 2023 first, and you make that all in push for a Super Bowl title. All right, good stuff uh, there from David Harrison. I'm Chris Russell. Again, that's going to do it for this particular edition of the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. Betting on the Green Bay Packers, betting on the Washington football team, the NFL, or any sport. Doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. If you have a question or a topic you want us to discuss, you want to weigh in on anything that we talk about, including Aaron Rodgers, send those in. Locked WFTPod at gmail.com. That's locked WFTPod at gmail.com. Or you can call in and leave a voicemail at 301 615 3577. That's 301 615 3577. For David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. Thanks for listening all this week and have yourself a great rest of your weekend. We appreciate you being with us right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.